All right. I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it. Jade, it's taking the reins. Go for it. All right. Any day now. <laughs> Whenever you feel. Alrighty, alrighty, boys. We're in for another banger of an episode today. Today we have Jerry Berry. Wrong side. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and today we have. Oh, no, I dropped my goldfish. Dang. I didn't even get pointed to, bro. What's this? I kind of did this, you know? Kind of got. I kind of dropped it down on you, you know? Well, because I actually know where people are. Welcome to the podcast. Today we are joined by Jaded and Jaren and myself, Overshore, aka Evan. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about events. We're going to talk about holidays. We're going to talk about holidays and events related to music. It's going to be a, my future wife. And Jaren's future wife. It's going to be a dandy old time. Uh, I hope it's you're me, having a great day. Thank you. Hope you're having a great day. Thank you for joining us today on Waves on the Shore. Um, well, lads, what should we uh, what should we start with? Well, well, I I think we should. Uh... Actually, did you mention we were going to talk about Adele? We are going to talk about Adele too, because that's <laughs> way too big of a release to not talk about. Yeah, so let's. I say we just get Adele out of the way and then hit all the Christmassy stuff. Real quick, uh, listeners won't be able to see this, but like, my chair broke, so there is no longer a restraint when I lean back. So I need to be careful, or I will just like go. <laughs> um, I, I do need to be cautious of that. So if you hear a massive crash bang, followed by like Canadian swear words like "frick," "gosh darn," "igloo head," um, <laughs> I probably fell back. Anyways, um. So yeah, what 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 are we gonna start with first? What are we gonna hit first? Well, let's uh let's hit Adele, I think, and then from there we can do some maybe some Kojo. Cool. So. Cool. Well, actually, Jada, did you even listen to this album? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah. Cody Johnson and Chris's music are two things I did not think Jada would listen to, let alone together. But Wait. here we are. Um, Hold I on. didn't listen He's to it. About Adele. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant. All right. Never no, mind. No, no. Bro, I got lost. I got lost somewhere along the way. Um, All right. You said you mentioned Kojo and then said, I said have you listen we'll to start it? start with Adele and then move on to Kojo. All right, wow. look. Adele, right she got divorced. She lost a lot of money in that divorce. Sorry. Like, oh, what now? No, you just, you just, what a segue. That's all I'm led, led with the divorce. All right, well. I'll throw in a little bit of transition music. <laughs> Alright, All right, so, Adele. She, uh, she put out an album this year, a divorce album, after her divorce from... Um, I'm blanking on his name, but I can picture him. Uh, I don't know who she was married to. It's like, he was really rich. I mean, they're both really rich, but it's like the third female divorce album I can think of off the top of my head this year. We had Carly Pierce. I think Casey Musgraves, now Adele. Um, There's probably more, but those are the three ones that are coming to my head instantly. Uh, Yeah, Adele lost a lot. Like, I guess she must have then been, like, responsible. I don't It's none of my business, but I just saw, like, Adele's net worth was $190 million. 
and in the divorce she gave up 140 million dang like what that's like pretty much three quarters of her money so now her ex-husband was simon simon yeah it's something like that something like that that said not um (laughs) not that 50 million dollars is chump change but you know relatively she lost a lot of money but um it led to some great music and i'm sure she's going to make that money back that's not what we're here to talk about we are here to talk about the actual music itself uh we all gave it a listen i've given it a few i have my thoughts on it who would like to kick us off i nominate jada to go first because i'm really curious to hear his thoughts i agree with this all right let's set it up okay so to start off this album is super quality it's it's just fantastic songwriting i i can tell there was a lot of passion in it i i just think like for me specifically i don't know if y'all knew this i'm 16 i'm not very old so it has a very has a very mature undertone not mature as in like adult or whatever jaded as as an immature child i cannot relate that's yeah sorry continue I just had to. You you put it you put it yeah. on a silver platter. You said this is a very yeah. mature album, so I cannot really continue. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so you know, usually how I experience my breakups or whatever is just more of what's the word I'm looking for. It's something that you associate with teenagers. Help me. Angst. Yeah, with a lot more, like, angst than what is provided. Am I illiterate? Y'all gotta fill me in on what this means. The first thing that comes to mind is angst. Hold on, let me whip up. Thank you. (laughs) Am I, like, stupid? Angst. Definition. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Feeling of deep anxiety or dread. Typically an unfocused one about the human condition or the state of the world in general. That that's didn't help. Not. That's not All what right. we're going for. How do, I, how, do I, how do I describe angst for Evan? I feel like I have a very how limited how would vocabulary. How describe an angsty teen? Like, if somebody says someone's angsty, what would you say? I hear it's it like, like, it's it's like, like, like the emotional version of the word edge, I guess. Something like that. Hmm, okay, that's interesting. I guess when I think of angsty, I think of a lot of girls that I went to, like, high school with. Just, like, moody and, like, on edge. That's what my roommate said, so I think yeah, that's, that's a good way to... Yeah, that's what Jaded said. I think... Okay. We, we, we got it now. Continue. Continue. Emotional. Okay. But I this this album brings a lot of nuance, which I really appreciate, but it's just not been my experience for the most part, because I haven't gone through the things that... I just dropped my mic. I haven't gone through the things that she has, you know? I haven't had a child and then split with the partner whom I had that child with. And, you know, I. so, also, i just not a huge fan of the production, personally, just as a personal mm-hmm. taste thing. Okay. So, I, I really appreciate this album. I think it's really good. It's just not for me, for the most part. All right, all right. I'll uh, un- unless you want to go next, Evan, I'll, I'll go. Doesn't matter to me. Okay. Um, 
I feel similarly to Jaded, actually. Um, I was real. I was also really impressed with just the writing and the emotion that you can hear in a lot of the songs, especially. Uh, oh crap! What what song is it? There's one song where she kind of has like this dialogue where she where she's talking with her child. Like it kind of sounds like a voicemail almost. I don't I don't think it is a voicemail, but that's the is it the one with her kid? Maybe where she's like talking remember. like I should I should know. Mommy's going through some problems. Yes, that's it. At all. That's all. Yeah, bro. That's <laughs> one of my that's okay. I was I'm gonna go off about that um, song, but continue. I I really appreciate the lyrics and stuff, but to me, the some of the production choices are a little jarring. It sounds like. That's like, the, a, a, like a lo-fi hip-hop. Greatest, that's probably the best term, jarring. Yeah, the first song, but like jarring not in a good way. <laughs> I need to clarify. Uh, <laughs> the first song... Well, when is jarring used in a good way? Well, sometimes like jarring is like, I, I don't know. Like surprising. like if I said the sight of you is jarring. Okay, I guess it's not I, a good that, 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 like... <laughs> Well, sometimes, sometimes something is jarring because, I mean, maybe she did want it to be jarring on purpose. I guess, creatively, which yeah. it worked if that's what she was going for. Because, like, the first song, Strangers by Nature, is, like, every time I hear it, I'm just like, what? It doesn't feel, at least to me, it just doesn't really mesh with the rest of the album for me. I mean, mm-hmm. sound-wise. And it's... it's yeah, weird. it feels more like, and, and then like a Easy weird on me, And then at, right after that, we go to Easy On Me, which is like, oh, am I listening to 21? No, it's I'm a, not listening to 21. Yeah, it's I'm a listening to 30. big jump from the opener. Yeah, and then and then I'm just like, okay. Um, but that being said, I think some of the projection choices are weird. But, like, I do like, like, oh, my God, that song. Yes. I like it. But the beginning of the song and some production choices throughout the song just kind of like i don't know it makes it i want to i want to have an easier time listening to this album but it's just the production that hits me um mm-hmm. in a unsettling way or i don't know how else to say that but it's like it almost kind of frustrates me because <laughs> i think this could be like as good as 21 because i think 21 is like almost the perfect album i love 21 like a lot like a lot um mm-hmm. And I'm a. I actually didn't listen to twenty. I only know four songs on twenty four, twenty five. Twenty five. It went nineteen, twenty one, twenty five. Yeah. Thirty. Yeah. Um, so, in comparison to the, some of the, her other stuff, I think this. If this had just gone a little differently, now people could love this. Some people could love. I'm sure some people love a lot of these songs, and I none of them are bad. I will say that. Like it's not. This is a good album. It's just. Like Jaded said earlier, it's not. I think because of the production, it's not really my thing. Yeah, I think for Some me, songs I will come back to though. So. Yeah, for me, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm currently in the process of like making all my year end lists and stuff because like YouTube, and um, I'm debating like it's hard putting this one in just because like for as much as i freaking love it it's also like it's been out for what like a week or two so it's so hard to tell at the moment but i 
I really enjoyed it. I think we all feel kind of similar. I love it on the whole, um, but there are some moments where I'm left like a little on the fence as to how I feel about the production. I don't think as much as you guys. I think I let a little more of it slide. But I really like the moments when she like... um, I like the patience in some of the songs, how she like takes her time. Like some of these are like longer songs. And one of my favorite ones is the one Jaron was mentioning earlier, My Little Love, which is this six minute song that like you go for a little stint of like a bit of singing, uh, Adele opening up a bit, and then it cuts to like her trying to explain the situation to her kid. And I think it's like a cool contrast where it's like she's feeling all these like in the singing moments when the strings come back and everything she's just letting it out of this like heavy situation because divorce is not a light thing but then it all cuts just into some like dark background vocal harmonies and she like dumbs it down for her kid it goes from like pouring out to just turn over here and like try and explain what's going on to her kid and i think it's really powerful um yeah Again, like, if this thing came out a few weeks ago, I think I'd have a lot less time putting it really, like, honestly quite high in my, like, all-genre albums. Um, One song that I hear people, like, talking down about, but is, like, honestly, one of my favorites is the fourth track, Cry Your Heart Out. Um, It's got this, like, swingy... uh, Fantano Mm. described it as, like, Uh, a reggae beat. I don't know how much I feel that, but... Even like I... the, even like Sorry. the um, intro, where she's almost got like, I I don't know what this instrument's called, but if I'm gonna explain it, and if anyone knows what I mean, Stevie Wonder used it a long time ago, and he like you sing into it while playing like a little accordion looking thing, and it determines the note your voice is projected at, like a. Like an, yeah. a real-time auto-tune, I guess. Uh, and I found it because Frank Ocean sampled it on Close to You. It sounds like Adele is just using one of those. And I freaking love it. And then you get into like the swinging groove. And yeah. I just... I feel like I'm walking through an urban city in the wintertime. So, even though I'm so walking Can I really quickly jump in on this song? Yes, you can. Because I feel like it's a um, bit controversial. I really like this song. Except I hate the first like 25 seconds of it it's like i love that part i love that part like it's the her voice sounds so like i'm it's nah i mess with it (laughs) i don't know i'm just it doesn't i don't think it's a bad song because i like i really like the i understand like yeah it kind of does make me feel like i'm walking down the city and it's kind of like maybe nighttime and I'm just with friends or like maybe I'm with someone and I'm just having a good time or that's kind of the vibe I get from it sonically but it's it's the it's her it's the it's the editing done to her voice when she's doing the cry like I guess like I don't know I kind of like some of the voice modulation stuff I kind of just personally I kind of mess with it like um, I just don't think Adele needs it. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I know like, Frank why? Ocean uses it quite a bit, especially on songs like Nikes. Um, Adele used it here. And look, I don't mind it, especially because it's not like it drags. 
it's just a I, quick hook and then we snap into the beat um i don't we, think w- whether someone needs it is something is a very good metric to judge vocal effects based on yeah adele uh, doesn't uh, need any vocal effects but it's more just like, going for the I'm, that's not what i'm i'm not judging the i just don't i don't like why are we doing it you know, that's Ad- why i just adele needs autotune she needed that she needed that to hit <laughs> i'm just it's not you people can do voice modulation and stuff do whatever you want like i don't care it's just i don't know i, I didn't expect it as part of my like why are we when i when i first heard the song i was like what i know i, I definitely my first listen through on this um jaded said lo-fi hip-hop and i think you kind of got it spot on there some of those moments is a lot more like almost rough undertone beats than i was expecting um but after a few listens certain moments like that like cry your heart out uh, grew on me others faded but on the whole i think my overall favorites there's three that stand out to me one being easy on me it was the single it broke spotify's first day streaming records um, I just don't know how you dislike that song. Uh, then right after that, My Little Love, um, I went on about that. And then also the last one, Love is a Game. I mean, the, the ending trio, Hold On to Be Loved and Love is a Game is one powerful way to close an album, but specifically the closer, Love is a Game, um, man, I love that song. I love the build. Um, I love the drama, and I don't know what it was, but like a week or so before the out, she did this show. I don't really know what it was like a week ago in somewhere out on the West Coast. I want to say like Las Vegas or something on the top of this mountain in this like Coliseum looking thing. I have no clue what it was. I just came home from work one night. My dad had it on and I caught. Uh, she was playing songs from all of her albums, apparently. I didn't see anything, but I caught the last one, and she was like, oh, before we go, I'm going to play, like, um, the closer from the new album coming out. And I was like... And she did it, and especially, like, watching it live with the whole orchestra behind her and, like, the drone shots of literally just Adele standing, like, on a mountain belt. Man, it was cool to see, and it just... Then, um, obviously, I'm someone who much prefers listening to an album straight through, especially the first time, but I was just, like, almost on edge the whole time. Like, as much as I was um, focused on listening through, in the back of my mind, I was almost just, like, when are we getting to the last song? Like, I want to hear how this translates. And it honestly, like, it's the same as the performance. I I wasn't sure, especially after listening to the album and hearing all the, like, sounds and different production styles she went for there was almost a bit of concern because i was like i loved how big and cinematic it was in the performance but then i got there and it was exactly what i wanted it to be and though those are my thoughts overall i think it's incredibly strong and you might see it in my year-end list you might not if you don't it's only because it was too fresh in my mind so i couldn't really rank it fairly it's only um, because the Josh Turner Christmas album was just so much better. You already know. <laughs> My number one album, all genre this year, 
Josh Turner's Christmas album. That's right. That's right. Follow yes. behind Betty James. All right, edition. real quick before we move on from Adele. Um, sometimes my lighting's weird. Anyway, um, I really quickly wanted to have you guys actually on YouTube. You're actually able to listen to um the version of uh, "Easy on Me" with Chris Stapleton. It's on the uh, Target exclusive CD. It's a bonus track. Oh wait, I think I heard about that, but I didn't actually like so, um, get to it. It, let me real, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely really good. Um, it's not exactly what I was expecting, or I guess it's not. I don't know. Maybe I feel like there I'm, was better songs on this album. She could have done a duet with. Maybe, but at the same, the thing is, it's not. When I think a duet, but he's a he's a backing vocalist. Oh, he's not time. like taking his part like you hear him like you hear him the whole time but like he's oh, not i mean it's good um it's just i don't know if you're gonna do a duet you're they're both powerhouses vocally it's just like give him a spot to shine it doesn't he doesn't i feel like there's not like a oh yeah that chris stapleton's in this song like you know like there's not there's not a moment like that mm-hmm. i think um that's. I feel yeah, like maybe the song choice could have been different, or they could have just. I don't know. Not sure. Not sure. Yeah, I know. Um, watching interviews of Anderson Pack and uh, Bruno Mars, they talked a lot about how, when making the album, and when preparing for like performances and stuff, they made it like competitive because they're both like insane musicians in their own right. So out of like friendly competition in the studio, it was like, oh, well, you can hit this note in the chorus. No, I'm going to sing the chorus and I'm going to hit this note so I can have the. No, I, I want the chorus, so I'm going to do this. And um, I think Adele and Chris Stapleton, I mean, Grady's made the comparison between the two a few times, and I think it's a really good comparison. And I think like that's the perfect um, recipe for like a song where they can go back and forth on each other. Um, like Taylor Swift and Bon Iver did in Exile. I think it was just crying for one of those moments where they're both just going at it, trying to top the other person. Mm. But um, again, I haven't listened to it, but by the sounds of it, it obviously doesn't sound like that happened. But I think that's it's, what should have happened. The, the thing, yeah. Well, the thing, I actually just sent the link to you guys so you guys can listen to oh, it. Oh, is that what my... um, It's, like I said, it's good. And I, I actually, I mean, I really do like it. I just, it's a little underwhelming, maybe is the best way mm-hmm. to put it um but i think it's like i said i think it, i still think it's good um well we talked a decent amount about adele mm-hmm. so let's do kojo christmas a cody johnson christmas and just christmas uh Jay, did, did you did you listen to this album no <laughs> <laughs> for those if the, if anybody's watching this episode without ha- listening to the like the maybe it's two episodes ago when we talked about Human by Cody Johnson, uh, Jada does not like Cody Johnson's voice. So, yeah. He's lame like that. So, anyway. more importantly, <laughs> I hate Christmas music. Yes. That's so, also true. Two things um, that he dislikes. <laughs> it's like, one. yeah. The album gets just, his in. It's the two, Jada's two least favorite things combined in one. Um, yeah, so Cody Johnson put out a christmas album 
It's been a lot of Christmas music coming out this year, but I think we're going to spend, we're, we're going to touch on as much as we can, just kind of fly through it, but we also want to take a moment on uh, probably the probably the biggest one. I think I think I'm right, correct saying it. Cody's probably the biggest one, especially since it was a whole album. A lot of people are putting out different uh, different double singles. Dude, what are you EPs. doing? What He's is waving what? a twisted spoon that he was twisting while you were talking about Chris Stapleton. Anyways, um, yeah. So Cody Johnson, a Cody Johnson Christmas is. T- Eleven songs. Yeah, it's only ten. It is ten songs. Huh. Uh, it is thirty-two minutes, and I think it's really freaking awesome. Yeah, um, I think it's just a really solid uh, country Christmas album. It's like just and there's some definite standouts for me. Mm-hmm. But I'll let you, I'll let you continue. It's just on the whole like so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of Christmas albums, like. Uh, Carrie Underwood, sure it has its moments, but on the whole, it's going for it's going for the more like dramatic, like Jesus was born. Whereas like you know all this dramatic stuff and almost like more sad, but not really sad. More like mellow, oh, but there are some more mellow sad moments on this album for sure yeah there are but i think on the whole it's definitely a lot more upbeat energetic um it's it's an album that you put on like while you're decorating the tree with your family or something or like when you've got like a family dinner and you just want everyone in a good mood like i i don't know i really freaking like it and i think the yeah, at least Apple, according to Apple's very reliable source of putting a star beside the most popular song, because I can't see how many streams it has. Uh, it says Hat Made of Mistletoe is one of the standouts um, stream-wise. And I have to... I on think Spotify, that's Hat Made of Mistletoe is by far the most streamed. And next is I'll Be Home for Christmas. Um, and then after that, it's the it's Christmas all year long. Apple just put a star beside Hat Made of Mistletoe and Christmas Song. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I was actually surprised to see Feliz Navidad on this album. Oh, but he rocked it, though. Yeah. I freaking loved well. it. Um, um, wow, we just in sync there. Continue. I, I, get, I get my favorite off of this album. You could probably guess just because... Actually, I don't. Actually, why don't you guess? What do you think is my favorite off of this Christmas album? Um. So. Ooh, you know I have a few. Favorite. I have a few theories as to what it could be. Okay. So, part of me just gets pretty paper vibes from me. I do really like that song, but, but I think Tenniel Jones does it better. I am that. That's fair. I am looking at the Josh Turner album to see if there is some crossover. <laughs> there's not. Uh, well, there actually might be, but it's not. There is, but that's not an influence. It's not on a Josh. It's not on the, there's, there's no, it's not. Uh... Let's look at the tracks. What, what are, what are my favorite kinds of songs? I'm looking at the more religious ones. Um, I'm going to go Silent Night, Locking It no. In, 
fresh. It's good. Um, and actually, since you mentioned it, um, I actually I like what he did here because he actually kind of pulled the Josh Turner and pulled his whole family and kids in and was like, we're gonna mm-hmm. sing a song here. Josh Turner's done that on his gospel album, and I think yeah, I think he did it on the Christmas album. I think he had. Let's yeah. go on Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. The Turner fan he had the Turner family sing that song with him. So um but actually my favorite song off of this, because I'm a sad boy, is If We Make It Through December. Frick. I think it's a beautiful I knew it would song. be a slower one. I I love sad I love sad music and sad Christmas music is like Arguably as sad as it gets. Yeah, and oh my goodness. I love that. Meant to I be really like, like that song. Jaded, what are you doing? He's what? trying to knock his webcam over, and he did He's once. Been... We're talking about <laughs> Cody Johnson and Christmas music, and Jaded... Well, because Jaden could care less about the two put together. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the track list. Had made a mistletoe. Friggin' slaps. And I also think that Cody did an epic rendition of Feliz Navidad. Yeah. Hat Made of Mistletoe is a close second after um, If We Make It Through December. Pretty Paper is really good. Like, it's just a good song, but I think we'll talk about Two Nail Towns, but she recently released her version, and... I feel like there there are some songs like... (laughs) uh, Some songs like Pretty Paper that's just like... It's hard to mess it up because the song itself is just so good that it's like all you got to do is play the same chords sing the same lyrics and you're gonna have like it's hard to mess it up um but yeah we can move on so that was cody johnson but there has been a solid christmas album yeah um there has been a bunch of christmas music unless i just never paid attention i guess it feels like there's a lot more christmas music this year than normal Maybe, I mean, even, you mentioned that George Strait also released. Two EPs, yeah. Video. He released, I didn't even know that. That's crazy. There, there is are a lot so, of country, country Christmas music coming out. There are so many Fred artists that. Second Christmas album. Yeah. Josh Turner, Cody Johnson, Tennille Towns, Morgan Wade released two singles. It's just like every um, artist, I check out their page. It's like, oh, you released Christmas music too? Yeah. Like just did you actually, everybody. Did you actually happen to listen to king size major uh josh turner's one if you didn't i got i got through it once i got through it once um and there are a few that have stuck out with me um i kind of gave my my brief thoughts in the video if you haven't seen that um the best country christmas music in 2020 oh i watched half of that video yesterday but then i had to go to a class i need to finish it (laughs) that's my my bad oh my bad um i'll finish i'll finish it tonight yeah i think just like name off just just go at it just go off a few artists you want to talk about their christmas music okay well i'm actually not going to talk about josh turner's christmas album because i actually just haven't gotten really the chance to listen to it i actually got it on cd but cd won't work in my van so the day i got it i was trying to when i was driving home from college i'm trying to listen to the cd and it's not working in my van. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So then I got on Spotify and listened to it once. And this was like, 
five weeks before Thanksgiving, and I'm just not really in the Christmas zone, so I was like, I'm not going to listen to this. And I didn't start listening to Christmas music until like a week ago, and so I just mm-hmm. haven't gotten around to getting to it, really. But I have listened to it like once or twice. What? What? What kind of band do you have? <laughs> I have a silver 2006 Chevy Uplander. I can fit Ooh. at least, like, it's a van. I can fit so Jeez. many. That's so many. I, 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 wanna... can, I can fit so many eligible honeys in my van. <laughs> I, I, I want a van really bad. <laughs> That's why I, I actually don't mind having a van, but I've always wanted a truck. Um, oh my gosh. But yeah, let me. Sheesh. I don't really listen to doctors. I don't want to talk about that. But look at it go. Not enough to... It's not going to focus at all. Like, at it's all. But... Kinda, that, that's the right <laughs> car, I can tell. Anyway. It's got uh, nothing do, on nothing on Pablito the Mazda 3. Real but... quick. Tennille Town's Christmas EP is only four songs, but they're all so good. Like, there's a reason that all of these songs on this EP all have at least 100,000 plays. And that's pretty good really? for an EP that came out, like, four weeks ago. Like, and it's only four songs. I mean, her her cover of the Christmas song has has about one point five million. Holy streams. crap! Yeah, like, and I mean, her, I don't. Her song "Christmas Cards" and her version of "Pretty Paper" and then her song "One in a Million." Like, all of these are bangers, bro. I actually haven't got around to um. I forgot to give that one a listen, but which. Oh, the Tennille Towns EP, because I remember oh. you telling me about it, but I, I forgot to listen to it in the sea of Christmas music. But it's, I don't know. I mean, those numbers feel really big, but I don't I know. Just, I would highly encourage you to listen to it. It's super it, It's super relaxing. It's None of the songs are super fast-paced. It's not like there's not like a Feliz Navidad or like a, mm-hmm. like a super, but it's it's very like reflective almost. And yeah. Like, peaceful and i love it that's my kind of music though like i like that i'm a sad boy so um christmas cards the first song is very much about like nostalgia and home and, like what yeah i caught that <laughs> i didn't even my voice didn't even crack i will replay it <laughs> i didn't even hear his voice crack i didn't nah, even... right I'm... I'm being ga- I, i'm being gaslit I... nope i ain't taking Bro. it i will replay Bro. it right now is very much about like this is very much about like this do it you want to anyway watch the edit after since we'll Evan didn't listen to no. it we'll move we'll... on but oh, I just want I just wanted to say like with Tennille Towns like does she do people know who Tennille Towns is in the states like I don't know what her like I do internet <laughs> I don't know what her international like fan base is because at least up here in Canada she's got like all the hype it's probably and, like a She's probably a big, right? Like she's a. Big. I mean, we will get to this, um, at a certain part of the video. I, look, if I was to wish but, I was Canadian, it would only be because of Tennille Towns. <laughs> um. Yeah, I didn't. You guys got some pretty. One point five million streams on a song. That's pretty darn good. I I highly recommend listening to that EP. It's my favorite music, country music, country Christmas music to come out in a while. I'm gonna throw it on my um, library now, so I don't forget. Yeah, um, let me think. What else? Is there anything new country Christmas music-wise that I 
Uh, I'm forgetting. I don't think so. Oh, well, no. Nah. What about you, Evan? I, I talked about Tennille. Is there anything else that you can... I think for me, um, I really love the Cody Johnson album. But yeah. low-key, my favorite Christmas music I've got to so far this year has to be Brett Eldridge's new album. And oh, I for- I've been meaning to listen to it. But the thing is, he has that first album, which I Glow. already love. So I just yeah. haven't, like, it's like... That's a lot of Christmas music. I know. I was almost surprised to see he put... Let me... Hold on. Let me pull him up on uh, on Apple. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six. He's got six albums, and two of them are Christmas albums. And, like, I guess I was kind of surprised to see it go up because, like, to top Glow, which I think is, like, one of the more undisputed, like, good country christmas albums lately um even it, though it does it like very 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 solid country christmas album yeah like, he is he's like the frank sinatra michael buble of the country music world and I, he yeah just does I don't, that sound so well i don't know if you know? got to the part because you said you only watched like half the video but i did make a few comparisons in the video about brett eldridge saying how like uh, he's always been a guy to like dance with that whole jazzy that. scene, and yeah. so I I was kind of surprised to see it came out, but I was also like, you already know I'm getting on that, and I listened yeah. to it, and it is, man, it's so good, and I think like, it's cause he uses the horn so much and so strong, yeah. and I think it's like, just the brass in general is the big standout for me because like. At least when you look at a lot of like country Christmas music, it's mostly gonna be your like fiddle and guitars and stuff and some strings occasionally. But um, this Brett Eldridge yeah. album, granted, like to call it country can be a stretch because really this is like um, retro album. jazz, yeah. like retro jazz music. Well, um, at this point. At this point, Brett Eldridge is just doing what he wants to. And yeah, and I'm I'm in all, I'm full all support of it. Yeah, I freaking love it, and it's the ever uh, since he started doing what he wanted to, I started liking his music more. So. Oh, hundred percent, because like his old stuff, super like trend chasing and whatnot. Um, but then I remember, where was it? It was like on Reddit or something. I saw someone put like, um, it was like ooh, hot take. Brett Eldridge's like Sunday Drive song is one of the best songs to country songs to come out in a while, and I was just like, Brett Eldridge has never been a guy I've like, yeah, really followed that closely other than his Christmas album, and, and this then is I, before you had listened to Sunday Drive, right? Well, this is before Sunday Drive came out, I believe, because uh, the whole album, yeah. yeah, the whole album, and I listened to the song, I was like, dang, that is like quite good, mm-hmm. um. But then I saw the album was coming in like a month or something at the time I saw it. So uh, I didn't actually get to it right away. I remember Grady posted a thing on his story of like, um, not necessarily country, but really like this new Brett Eldridge album. And then that was like a reminder. I was like, oh, I wanted to, I wanted to check that out. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I mean, love I that album. It, I have it on CD, which I like. You two, a year and a half ago, a week before I bought that album on CD off of Amazon, if you had told me that in a week, 
I was going to buy a Brett Eldridge album off of Amazon, I would have been like, nah. I just think? wasn't expecting it. And like, yeah. But it's so, man, man, it's it so good. So then the Christmas album came out, and I just jumped on it. And I've been listening to it a lot ever since. Um, Hi, Jaded. <laughs> Hi. Just checking up on you. <laughs> Making sure he's still there. Well, Jaded's yeah. about to uh, to give us a rant because other than that, Brett Eldridge has been Here, standing wait, up for quick. me. One, one thing I want to note is that, in a way, Brett Eldridge has actually kind of released three Christmas albums. Because Glow came out in 2016, and then he released a deluxe version two years later that added, like, eight songs. That's fair. He kind of just, so, like, he has upgraded he, it. He basically has, yeah, he basically has an album, an EP, if you count that, if you're, like, because he added eight other songs, so, like, whatever. But, and then he has another album. I just think that's interesting. He's done, he's had three Christmas releases. I ain't complaining. Three. If you want to keep yeah. that said though, like, um, just across the board, all genre, anyone, anything in terms of like albums that like, um, obviously I'm really looking forward to the Brett Eldridge album, but I don't think there's anyone out there that interests me as to where they're going to go. Like, cause how does Brett follow up Sunday Drive? Is he going to, like, yeah. completely change it up? Is he going to make another album in that alley? Like, and just because of how good Sunday Drive is, yeah, I am just, like, man, I yeah. I, I just sit back and my imagination just wanders as to where that's, he's going to go. That's kind of where I get worried because if you look at, like, the, the numbers... Jada, did you just take a picture? Perhaps. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Hey, you want to you approve it? I'm just sending it to someone. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I don't care. Um, anyway, if you look at like the streams on Sunday Drive, in terms of his past normal albums, not like, non-Christmas albums, it kind of underperformed, which worries me because I love this album. And like... One of my favorite songs on this album literally has like the least amount of streams out of all of the songs. My favorite song is Paris, Illinois, and it only has Thank you. Thank you. And Absolute like, sleeper. I love that song. I, I love it. And it's just like I don't know. I want I want Brett to keep doing what he's doing and I don't want the label to be like stop. I think I think partially that might be why he released a Christmas album, because I think he knew it was gonna do well. So I think he was like I'm going to do this because I'm really good at it and everybody's going to eat it up. <laughs> well, it worked. I'm, uh, I'm eating it up. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think, like, would it be disappointing for me if he went back to, like, trend-chasing country music? Yes. Honestly, though, I just the vibe I get from him when I hear him in interviews, when I see him perform and stuff, he seems like a guy that's just more... Um, he makes the music for himself now. Um, now that he's established himself, uh, he yeah. played the radio game for a bit. He's just more interested in making music for himself. And mm -hmm. so I have faith that he's going to now, whatever that sounds like, whatever he wants to make, I don't know, but I do have faith. It's not going to be like just chasing whatever's hot. 
But yeah, honestly, even if he like goes back to like, um, just douchey picking girls up country music, uh, the radio wants to hear. I country or pff, let me try again. Sunday Drive still exists, so it's yeah. like, it's the same thing. Um, that I get with someone like Frank Ocean, for example, going a bit out of country, but it's like. If he releases like a piece of trash, as his if he ever releases another album, and it absolutely reeks, will it be disappointing? Yes, but Blonde is one of those albums that just stands out so much to me and just never gets old to me that I can live with him never topping it. And like when it comes to Sunday Drive, that album has just not necessarily like grown on me over time but i just have loved it so much for so long and i still go back to it consistently that even if he doesn't come close to following it up even if he never makes another album in that vein i'm just okay because i still have it i can still just go back and listen to it and that's enough for me so sure yeah yeah i i agree i don't think he's gonna I think he's gonna keep making what he wants to. Hopefully, that's that's the hope. Brett, if you're listening to this, please keep doing your thing. Fun fact: Right it now, works. I don't. I mean, while I'm at school, I actually don't live too far away from Paris, Illinois. Relatively, not too far away. Take a picture. Closer than I do. Go to the one. I actually uh... want to go there sometime. There's because I think there's a big mur- mural of him, like. Ooh. Uh, and I think it's lyrics from his Paris, Illinois song. Um, I don't remember what, what lyrics are on the mural though. Anyway, what were you saying? Uh, I was just saying, I have no clue where this is from, whether it was like promo for the album or something, but he kind of did like his mini, a mini tour of Paris, Illinois. And he like had lunch at this like diner that friends or family own. You should just Mm -hmm. pull up there and just like, like. Is this the place, Brett Elgin? <laughs> Just be one of those tourist people. Oh, there's actually a, uh, there's a girl that, I think I know a couple. Yeah, there's a couple people that go to college with me here in Lincoln, Illinois, that uh, are from Paris, actually. Which is kind of cool. Cool. Well. Um, let's do a. Jaded Scott. Yeah, let's a do that. Bomb to drop. <laughs> um, and I think we spoiled what it's about. But folks, kick back, oh, relax. Um, I think we mentioned it before. We did kind of mention it, but just talked about it before. But. Brace yourselves. Do not get any violent thoughts towards Jaded. We love him. Um, now the the floor is yours, my friend. Okay. Yeah. No, I hate hate Christmas music for a lot of reasons. One. <laughs> okay. Started off. It's not because I hate Christmas. I love Christmas. Christmas is my favorite holiday. Is the time that I can see all my siblings. Which happens only once a year. And I love Christmas. It's just... Man. Okay. I've never come across a Christmas song that expresses any sort of emotion effectively at all. Mm, and uh, You have wow. not listened to enough Christmas music. You haven't <laughs> listened to good Christmas music then, my friend. Continue, though. Continue. Okay, send me something. Because people. Cause We've I talked about it numerous, bro. 
Sorry. Uh, we we will send you something. We will Earlier send you. today, I I added you. I think in the overcord. Did you see my, my at? I was working all day. Probably not. Oh my goodness. Whatever. Conti- just continue to talk. <laughs> we'll, uh, I recommend. We're gonna, Jada. We are gonna curate the best Christmas playlist for you, and you're gonna all love right. it. I mean, anyway. I have some songs you'd like, but continue. Anyway. And even the ones that I have seen that people say make them emotional just just doesn't just doesn't work for me, you know? It just maybe because okay. maybe because my vibe is a little different when it comes to Christmas time. Like I I don't growing up we never did like the waking up Christmas morning, going to get presents or whatever. What we have for Christmas is the whole family comes, we give each other presents. There's a tree, and oh, know, okay. We just said so you we just. Do you put so you don't put presents under your tree at all? Um, I think we used to. Uh, now I just think we give each other. It. Wow, that's very okay. different. For me, it was like, I can remember being like eight years old, waking up at like four a.m., running downstairs as yeah. quiet as I can, flick the light on, see the presents, be like. Because, like, my parents would always wait till, like, uh, they would we wait. Yeah. So, there'd be like the only presents under the tree would be the ones me and my brothers got for each other. Um, and then when we went to bed on Christmas Eve, my parents would bring all their gifts down. So, then you come down to the tree and it's like, it's not empty anymore, whatever. And you just like, and then obviously, I'm there like up at 4 a.m. Um, but I know we had a rule that we couldn't start opening gifts till 7 30. Which is quite mm-hmm. early, but when you're a kid waking up at when like 5 a.m. Or like, because yeah. I'd wake up at 4 a.m., go back to bed, maybe fall asleep till like 5.30. And then it'd just be like running around the house, pacing around the house. I remember I used to play the piano a lot as a kid. And um, I had learned Benny and the Jets by Elton John. <laughs> and there was one specific Christmas morning where I was like, okay, it's 6.50. We're opening gifts in 40 minutes i just need to play benny and the jets eight times and so i did i just played benny and the jets eight times and then sure enough it was pretty much 7 30 of course my older brother was always the party pooper he was like oh i don't want to wake up and it's like fine like you can fine, stay in... your presence are mine bro Come you on. can stay in bed but like i'm not waiting for you bro like i got business to attend to i got presents <laughs> to open my man like my stocking is full. Santa posted up in this house, and I gotta see what he dropped off. So, mm, yeah. My 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 uh my Christmas experience growing up is very similar to that. Just when I was younger, I would always I'd get up, I'd be up at like six a.m. and my dad my dad has always gone up. I mean, my dad's a pastor, so he often gets up early to work on things or go to go to his office to work or whatever so he'd be up too so i'd i'd be up just i'd just be sitting on the couch like just staring at the presents for like two hours until yep. my mom finally get up you know but now that i now that we're older we don't even like start opening in presents until like noon oh wow like we're well, like we just let everybody wake up on their own time nowadays that's fair and then then we all get together as a family and then we do stockings first well, yeah, you have to. You have to do stockings first. You have to do stockings first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
We do stockings first, and and but we also my mom always makes homemade cinnamon rolls. No way, dude! Are we brothers? <laughs> this is literally how my morning goes. We've already established that me and you are constantly on the same wavelength without knowing it. <laughs> this is literally how my morning goes. My mom my always mom, has like my mom always freshly makes made cinnamon rolls every year. Um, and then we do stockings, and then and then we do presents. And I actually have I have a I'll do this story quick, but I can vividly remember it, it was when I was in kindergarten. This it was my worst my worst and best Christmas. Because the night Christmas Eve, we always I have some family friends, the Smiths. We would we always go to Christmas Eve service at our church together, and we always like get dinner before with them and like hang out and stuff. So at the at this time, we were just kind of uh, we were hanging out at the house before Christmas Eve service. We were hanging out at their house, um, and I ate. They had put out like a I don't know if it was, it might have been like a charcut char, charcuterie board so there's like oh a lot wait of i know that i know what that is i know what that is yeah 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 yeah. like some like maybe some fruit crackers cheese whatever meat you know what i'm talking about meat yeah um there was a bunch of summer sausage on there so i'm i'm a kid i'm having the great time it's christmas eve christmas is tomorrow i'm hanging out with my brother and my friends and we're all just we're having a great time and i keep go- i keep making my rounds to the kitchen because i'm like man this is so great i can eat as much summer sausage as i want Next morning, I wake up and I just I we're getting ready to open up presents and I throw up all over myself in the couch. <laughs> just summer sausage, just all over the place. It's horrible. I'm sorry to any 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 listener who gets queasy earlier. I mean, easily. Sorry, earlier. Gosh, I can't speak English. Anyway, it was. But the reason why I say it was the best is because Spider-Man Three came out that year. And I hadn't seen it yet, and my parents got it for me on DVD. Isn't so Spider-Man like, Three this year too, or something? So, yes, there is another Spider-Man Three coming out this year. Actually, Spider-Man. 4. How how did they mess okay. that up? No way home. But what do you mean another Spider-Man Three? We already <laughs> had Spider-Man Three. <laughs> oh gosh, I can't, Evan. We I can't explain this to you. Right nah, now. but like if I'm a film I... person, let's say I make a movie, right? <laughs> Scorpion Man. <laughs> This is Scorpion Man really. 1, Scorpion Man 2, <laughs> Scorpion Man 2, Scorpion Man 3, Scorpion Man 4, <laughs> Scorpion Man 1. Like what? What? Okay, let me explain. Continue. They made the original tr- I'll just explain real quick. They made the original trilogy, three movies. They were going to make a fourth, but then they're like, you know what? We're not think that we don't think this is going to work out. How about we wait a couple years and then we're just going to start over again. It's kind of like how there's a bunch of different Batman actors Multiple people have played James Bond. Multiple people have played Superman. The actors change. The character lives on. Although it's in a different... Whatever. Anyway. At the time, this was Spider-Man 3. The, in the, the original Spider-Man 3. The first Spider-Man 3. I thought um, And I'm in kindergarten. And I'm like, bro. Venom's in this movie. Sandman's in this movie. A uh, new goblin is in this movie. Freaking Harry Osborn's trying to kill Peter Parker. Are you freaking kidding me, bro? And so I'm like half dying. I'm just eating saltines and like a sprite, and I'm sitting in a beanbag watching Spider-Man Three on the floor. The and I'm, life. <laughs> because I can't eat anything else because I'm sick, and I'm just like living the life. I'm like, 
what's the what's the meme? Life doesn't get much better than this. <laughs> yeah, I know you exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Life yeah. don't get much that's, better that's than this. One of my this. favorite Christmas memories, because like I have this cozy feeling when I think of like sitting there and watching Spider-Man three for the first time as a kid. But then I'm also like, yeah, I threw up too, like five minutes before that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have completely derailed this. Um, Jaded, we are giving it back to you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I forgot we were even on this. I'm so sorry. We get sidetracked so easily. Yeah. <laughs> Just gotta find a spot. You were talking about how we... You are talking about how you haven't listened to any Christmas music that you thought genuinely evoked emotion. Me and Jaded said, we're gonna make a playlist for you, and then we got really off topic. If you that helps you get back. Jaren. Me and Jaren. If that helps you get back on track. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess my Christmas was just a lot different, so... Oh, Christmas wait, yeah, you're, you're talking about that. Mm-hmm. My Christmas doesn't music doesn't really evoke that much for me, probably. As well. That's fair. Which is... But, I mean, that makes sense, though. I mean... I, I feel like... people People's families are different. And you, like, people celebrate different holidays differently. I also feel like, for the most part, Christmas music more focuses on, like, the aesthetics of Christmas rather than what yeah kind of rather, it depends than, on depends on the song rather, yeah and who's than, making uh, it and what they're trying to do yeah but i would say f- i i would agree though for the most part you're going for the vibe at, it's it's more of a vibe yeah um but there is here let me just um in the bleak midwinter by jars of clay write that down jaded i'll type it in the bleak midwinter and listeners please listen to this song in, in the, the bleak, bleak midwinter. midwinter i definitely think like um it's it's actually an old hymn but this version by jars of clay is my favorite christmas song of all time um and, and then also off of that it's it's and it's also that song is off of my favorite christmas album of all time coincidentally um Hibernation Day off of that album is also amazing. And give me one second. And so is Winter Skin. These are all, or at least Hibernation Day and Winter Skin are both originals. And the Bleak Midwinter is their version of a classic old song. I love In the Bleak Midwinter. I think it's beautiful. Um, Hibernation Day is a very heartfelt, almost like love letter to like someone you were in a relationship with, mm-hmm. I guess. It's just about wanting, uh, wanting to stay in all day, and it's a hibernation day. Just do nothing yeah. and like spend time with each other. Like That's it. It's cool. It's a great song. I definitely love think it. on the top of your Christmas, like... Um... It's a quite a coincidence how similar me and Jaren's families operate. But um, I think that's one of the, like, coolest things for me is how different everyone does it. Because, like, I'll talk to my friends, and it's, like, their Christmas morning is nothing like mine. Like, I know oh, a so lot we of... we don't do it in the morning. We do it, like, late at night. Well, yeah, and I, I oh. know some people like that. That literally their Christmas, like, opening gifts is, like, after dinner. And to yeah. me, that's, like, taboo. And same thing with, yeah. like, 
um some a lot of people open like one gift on christmas eve the night and before it'll yeah. be like pajamas or something That's and no go yeah bro no to me go. it's like yeah. wait what you doing bro it ain't christmas yet yeah but hey, yo, um chill, it ain't christmas yet it's funny because like and i think about this sometimes but it's like this is obviously how i do christmas but it's like down the road when i'm like 30 or like 35 or whatever Hopefully, I'm married, and, like, I, I want to have kids, but I also don't want to change their diapers. So, like, do I really want kids? Like, man, they're just money <laughs> vacuums. They're just money vacuums that steal my sleep like a thief. Anyways, but, like, my wife might have an incredibly different way of, like, celebrating oh, Christmas. Confirmed. Yes, I'm married. Um... <laughs> might have a very different way of celebrating Christmas. So I like to, like, um, it's just a funny thought I have sometimes of, like, wondering, what will my family's Christmas morning look like? Because, like, I can sit here and say, well, it's going to look like exactly how I had it. But that probably won't work unless that probably won't happen. my wife had the exact same experience, which she yeah. didn't. So we'll have to compromise. We will. And that then you get your own morning, uh, your own... Or evening, depending how you do it. I tell you what, though. Uh, simply out of, like, my sanity, um, it will be in the morning time. Mostly because, not even out of, like, well, partly out of tradition of we do it in the morning. But partly because if I have kids, bro, like, I'm not trying to hold them back. Like, if my parents told me, like a six-year-old me, we're opening gifts after dinner. Bro, the house would be burned down before we got a chance to have dinner, bro. <laughs> bro, six-year-old me would throw hands. I'd be like, dinner what? Bro, dinner Jaded what? Looks like he's tired of the the Christmas conversation. <laughs> Jaded, dude, man, he's Christmas out. Spent. I could. I am such a sucker for Christmas. I here. I love pretty much everything about it. I I love the corny Christmas songs, even the ones that are like. Honestly. super shallow it's i like i Ooh. like being in on the like feeling like um just before you go it's like how when i'm wearing like a super basic canadian guy like if i'm just in like khakis a hockey hoodie and a flannel i just feel obligated to like listen to morgan wallen just to like complete the vibe same thing with christmas i need to listen i don't care how cheesy the music is i just I love the season. Yeah. Um, real quick, my favorite I know Jaded was talking about how he doesn't he's not big into the shallow Christmas. Just for like the vibes. But my fa I love what Christmas means to me by CeeLo Green. That song is undefeated. It is goaded. And all the other it's a certified hood classic. <laughs> I know the song. I, I don't know if I I don't think I've heard CeeLo Green's version. It's but. it's in every it's like in I love listening to it. It's like the CeeLo Green version is iconic. It's you've heard it. Like I know you've heard it. I probably have. If you've been in a mall or like a store, you've heard it. Around Christmas. I've heard it. You just um <laughs> anyways, so at the time of recording, uh yesterday, last night, uh me and me old man, my dad, we packed it up. We drove to London, Ontario where they were hosting the CCMA Awards, which is the Canadian Country Music Association Awards, um, in case you couldn't 
get CMA and just understand what the other C was. That's what it stands for. It's normally held out west because that's where like most of our country music is, like out in Alberta. Um, you get all the like, well, you get it's Alberta's like our Texas. That's the yeah. best way I can describe it. And country music's the biggest out there. There's the Calgary Stampede. Um, that's just the country. Oh, and like Alberta's like the Texas, the big country, and then Saskatchewan and BC on either side kind of get the runoff of that. Um, but lately, uh, and then I mean like out east, I don't really know what you want to call it because it's not a very like mainstream scene out there. Like it's kind of yeah. just like the style is very like Celtic and European influence, but like it's not like there's like oh there's this big name out of the east coast and really it's Ontario and Alberta and Ontario is like the Nashville and Alberta is like the Texas. That's the best way I can say it. So normally they host the CCMA awards out in Alberta. Um, but they do cycle through towns and cities. And anyways, this year it was in London, Ontario. So me and my dad uh, took a couple hour drive to London and it was cool. Like, I mean, hmm, it was an experience. Like, I, I do not regret going whatsoever. I definitely think like turnout wise. It was not as nearly as good as what you're going to get in like Calgary because in like metropolitan Ontario, there's like this is Drake Central. Mm-hmm. Like an yeah. ungodly amount of Drake is being played here. It's just like London, Ontario is not the hub of Canadian country. Uh, so the turnout wasn't like as much as I was expecting. We're also just coming out of like COVID stuff. So it's like, I don't know how many people are like comfortable yet or whatever. But anyways, um, there's probably like four or 5,000 people there. And it was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know the exact amount of artists that were there, but I, definitely a lot of like repetition within the names for like uh, certain awards and certain nominees because there's did only like... Towns win too. She did win too. But there's only, like, so many Canadian country duos that are still, like, active, for example. Um, But it was cool. The hosts were Lindsay L., who I don't really care for her music, but I will expand on her. And this one... I know who she is, but I don't know if I've... Oh, she's in a Brantley Gilbert song. Yes, I was going to say. She's featured in a few songs. And what was this other girl? She had no business being here. I don't know why she was, like... Was she Canadian? I don't know. She wasn't country. She was, like, dance pop. And that's not me being, like, a gatekeeper, like, no pop. No, she was literally, like, a... Hmm. Brianca? That was her name. How the heck do you spell that? Brianca. SoundCloud? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Um... I'm just... Oh, wait. I can probably just look it up. CCMA 2021 hosts. Oh, Priyanka. Oh, I've heard that name before. Priyanka. It feels Russian to me. Or, like, European. Oh, she is... Wait. I guess some Canadian names are kind of... European. He doesn't have a lot of music out. 
Uh, yeah, it's like, it's all pop music. And she has one song called Country Queen. Um, she's like a bit of a drag queen. Like the whole, any time she was on stage, she was like just begging for the attention. And it was like, you are so over the top. This is not necessary. And she performed her song Country Queen, which is like this EDM track. And she's like, oh my gosh, bro. She's dressed in like this neon pink, neon green, neon blue, like superhero looking suit. And she's riding some sparkled out bull. And I'm like, man, what's going on? Why are you here, bro? You're not, not even country. She better be Canadian. If she wasn't Canadian, I'm gonna ask, like, why was she here? Uh, oh, that's the wrong person. I need to enter a last name. MC. So what did uh, not to make this just about Tennille, but that's what I care about. I don't know where she's from. What did uh, she? Uh, what did she win? Anyways, so yeah, um. Yeah, so there's I will get to that. So there's some names. It was okay. really cool. Um I texted Jaron because Tennille Towns is there obviously and I was like, Hey, I'm in the same building as Tennille Towns. Like I I'm, I, I was actually jealous. Though. I am like, not that far. And I think I took a video of her when she won an award and sent it to you. I believe really? I believe or wait, maybe I didn't did I not send it to you? I don't Frick. have you never sent me a video. Oh uh, I no, because I would have been on data. I forgot to send that. Um I'll send that to you though. Actually, I'll send it to you right now. Don't send it to me over text because messages will send weird, especially. If... Yeah, I I know it's just. Yeah. Um, going to the group chat. I believe. So we don't know that I would send for Tiniel. Jaded, who would you send for? The man on the shirt. Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Fair play. That's good. Um, but yeah, Tennille Towns, she won two awards. She won Album of the Year for the Lemonade Stand. I thought, okay. And I, I oh, thought what was the other one she won? Right. Um, frick, why am I blanking on this? Was it Female Artist? I think it was Female Artist. Did um, Lemonade Stand not come out? When did... Okay. Well, Lemonade Stand came out in 2020, it, but it qualified, I guess, because it, it's been out for... It's been out for some time, but it was still nominated, and it won, and okay. uh, what I was getting to earlier when I talked about, like, how she's big up here, it was really funny, because, like, the Canadian country scene, especially, like, mainstream, like, pop country, because that's what, that's what this was, right? It was a lot of pop country and everything. Sure. Um... Like I'm not big on much wait, of wait, wait. anything Actually, played, but is Coulter Wall even like? No, he was not there, not nominated for anything. That's what I. That's what I mean. Like, it's not the best representation. It's like the 2019 CMA Awards, but for Canada. Um, so it's just dominated by. Um, but the limited stand is good though. It is. It is very good. Uh, Dallas Smith won like everything he was nominated for. Um, he absolutely swept it. He's he's like a radio king up here. Like really? he just knows how to. I'm not big on much of any of his music, but he knows how to like get a pop country hit. But 
I'm kind of rambling. I want to get this back on track. So uh, I think it's just like overall as an event, it was kind of funny being at because you see all like the behind the scenes um, because it was obviously being broadcasted and everything. But my personal favorite part um, makes me look at award shows very differently was in between like commercial breaks, they had like a, a DJ from a local radio station come onto the stage and just like have a bit of fun, try and keep the crowd engaged, whatever, for like the three minutes. And then there would be a countdown come over the uh, the speakers just for like camera crews and like the hosts were getting ready and lighting and everything. But then it would go like five, four, three, everyone cheer. And then you're like, woo! And that's when like it comes back and the camera's swooping through the crowd. But it's just so funny how like, um, not fake because it's not like, people weren't enjoying themselves like it was a great time even though i didn't like even though i'm not gonna listen to much of any of the music that was played like mm. it was a great time to be at but it's just funny how like scripted even the crowd is like it's like literally over the speakers are telling everyone to cheer and that's obviously as they're coming back from commercial break um the boy dustin lynch performed don't know why he was there. well wait, he was wait dustin lynch was there he he was doing what? a duet. Uh, he had a duet. Um, With... Why am I forgetting who it was? Yeah, I, for... I forget. Uh, he... Dustin, <laughs> and I was just like... Dustin Lynch making me... Actually... I actually like a Dustin Lynch song. There's a few Dustin Lynch songs I like, well, but... It, it was one of his... It's It was one of his recent ones. Pasadena. Pasadena yeah. Uh, and I was just I like... Um, the song he performed... I was not a big fan of. I must give it to him though. He sounded great live. Like, guy can sing, and you know he's keeping the crowd engaged. It was just funny because like you see the videos and everything, but like now to see him in the flesh, like in his skinny jeans, like flirting with every girl in the front row, it was kind of funny to uh -huh. see. But it was also like, I don't know. I, literally, I've only been to one concert I can remember and it was Zach Brown in 2019 but we were like in the nosebleeds but for this yeah. we're like pretty close we're on the side but we're like 15 rows up like you know you can make out people's faces you're close enough to see that so it's just weird because like I'm sitting there thinking like I was thinking like Pasadena it's like I've talked about song on the channel I really like that song so it's just a weird feeling that the guy who made that is right there. Um, also funny because it's just like, I do not like Dustin Lynch on the whole. And here I am yeah. watching him perform. Uh, Performance-wise, there was one guy, Jojo Mason, who I had heard of a few times. Um, kind of like the... Ooh, what's a good comparison? It's like... Country... Ooh... It's like trap bro country. That's was probably the, the best way I can. He's was all... the girl that Dustin Lynch performed with Mackenzie Porter. Yes, yes, it was Mackenzie Porter. Thank you. Yeah, I did a little research. Um, Jojo Mason. Oh, I'm struggling to think of a, a good comparison, but not a fan of his music. But my gosh, is the guy entertaining? Like his energy was awesome. Anytime he introduced an award or introduced. And I was just there like, man, why can't he be the host? Why is Priyanka here, bro? Like, give me more JoJo Mason. Put this guy on the mic more. 
he was a great he was a great time. Um, one guy who I've followed a little bit, Tyler Joe Miller. He's got a couple songs I like. I followed him a bit. He performed. He did pretty good. But honestly, my favorite performance I think was um, Lindsay L. Who? Oh, that was the wrong answer. I mean, Tennille Town. No, <laughs> Tennille Towns performed the best song. I enjoyed Tennille Towns' song. Didn't care is low key a banger. Oh, it absolutely is. I enjoyed that song the most, but I was most impressed by Lindsay L. Okay. Because she did her performance. It was like the second, uh, second last performance, and she starts off on the piano. And, like, she was going off on the piano. She's not just, like, playing through simple chords. She was, like, doing it and singing along. And then, like, as it transitions to the chorus, someone sat on the bench beside her. And then she kind of, like, slid off. But, like, if you didn't see it, you never would have known the piano player changed. And then she just grabbed an electric guitar. And during the bridge, she was... Bro, I, I was impressed. Her performance was nuts. Um, and then there was one other thing I meant to mention. Yes. Uh, tying back to the Tennille Towns thing, when I mentioned earlier with the streams, um, it was evident who people liked and who people not necessarily disliked. But a lot of the names here, it's like not many people know a lot of these names because country in Canada doesn't have many like standout names. But when they like read the nominations out, it'd be like, you know, just general cheer for like the person but then when someone like Tennille Towns um got it or Dean Brody's another fan favorite you could just hear like audibly the crowd loved them way more and Corb Lund was there but he didn't perform and I was very upset wow but one thing that is I mean I guess it shouldn't surprise me so much but Coulter Wall is like I'm not even like like I like Coulter Wall's music like I really do I own albums but it just surprises me that like they ignore him. Almost, well, right? it's the exact that, it's it's the exact same like industry versus independent. Sure, and I understand that, but a lot of times I feel like at least in North America, a lot of times the people that aren't getting the attention gener- from like indie scenes and other stuff like that generally don't get as much like numbers like the numbers aren't as big McCulter Wall like, does big Coulter numbers Wall's numbers are huge yeah like, bigger than some mainstream artists right now and, oh, and bigger, bigger than, than Neil a lot like, yeah like, so I, that, that's what surprises me I know I mean, in my you, have, you you guys have Coulter Wall like you have yeah. this thing like he's he's my Canadian superstar like when I think of Canadian country at the moment currently I think Tennille Towns Coulter Wall those yeah, are the that, two that are, are like that I think of. carrying the torch, uh, but he's too independent, I guess. Um, and I it, honestly, I don't know. He also doesn't seem like a guy that would even want to be there. <laughs> so yeah, but the uh, the only thing that, that bugged me about the show was they went over the so someone like got an award, whatever, and then um, one. The one of the people came up and was like, all right, uh, or no, over the um speakers. It was like, and now welcome Chris Stapleton. And me and my dad look at each other like, nah, no chance. No chance we're about to see Chris Stapleton, right? Well, we didn't. It was a pre-recorded oh my performance God. of um 
you should probably leave that they just put on the screens. And really? then they did the same thing. They're like, and now welcome Thomas Rhett. And he's just on the screen like, hey, can in his like Georgian hey. accent, he's like, hey, Canada, hope y'all doing well. I'm going to perform one of my songs, Country Again. And it, like, and then they also did Walker Hayes, Fancy Like. Um, and then all the like middle-aged moms got up and started dancing. But oh, it was just like, I mean, first of all, those three artists are American. So it's, that's what that's what confuses me. Why are and they here? You can even get them in person. That that's the other thing, right? If you're gonna have Americans at a Canadian award show, at least have them in person. What benefit is it? Yeah. Like, I least, can watch that performance Justin on Lynch was on a song with a Canadian. Exactly. But like, it's like why are Chris Stapleton, Tom Stratton, Walker Hayes in this show? Like I can watch that on YouTube. There's nothing special about that. And it's just like why do we have to rely on, like, Americans to keep the crowd engaged at a Canadian award show? It's like, I know we don't have any names like Chris Stapleton or Thomas Rhett, but it's like, at the same time, the part of me on the inside, that's like, but we also have artists like Coulter Wall that aren't here. And it's just like, I don't know. That was one part that I felt kind of bitter towards only because it's like, there's no reason for them to be here, especially online. And just the pain of, like, me and my dad looked at each other. Our jaws just dropped. Like, are we up? What? Like, we thought Chris Stapleton was about to walk out. And then when he went on the screen, it was just the biggest disappointment I felt in a long time. But, How long um, have we been running? What? How long have we been running? Uh, <laughs> long enough looking at it. But... I, I was just about to finish up anyway, saying that I have rambled about it, this for longer than I should have. Um, but I went to the CCMA Awards. It was an experience. I definitely I definitely enjoyed it as a show, um, even if, like, the content of it wasn't everything. Like, would I watch that on TV? No. But to be there live, it's just a cool atmosphere. Uh, and it's funny seeing all the, like, behind-the-scenes antics you don't see when you watch it on TV. Like, the us literally being told to cheer at a specific time so that the cameras catch it here and there. Bruh. Um, but yeah, we have, we have been running long. So, um, and it, it is late because we started later than we would have liked because I have a small brain. So, a little so, bit of miscommunication. So, thank you for joining us today on Waves on the Shore. If you've made it to the end, as always, you are the best of the best viewers if you listen to it at all, you're the best viewers. But if you make it all the way to the end, you're the best of the best. Uh, we love you. Um, Jaden. <laughs> wrong side. Other side. Not, other side. Jaren, you don't know how to do a do a heart. You use like you this. use your middle finger and your index finger like this. What? What? You just put all your fingers together no. and go like that. Whatever. Well, you can do this. How do I? I don't think Jaden, mine Jaden, looks good just, like that. Just Jaden, just 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 do it. Jaded, just wait. Shall we go to this side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm d- we're doing a little lower. Wait. That's so bad. All right, forget <laughs> it. Got it. Um. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Right. We will be back in a couple weeks' time. Hope you have a great day. Peace. Yeah. See y'all.